Welcome to the Profits in Pajamas podcast. I'm Danielle DeTeach, or Coach Danny D, and I help women to create luxury brands by creating processes and tightening their branding. This is where we talk about how to build your business in a way that allows you to work with ease and enjoy your life. My happy space is spending as much time as humanly possible in my pajamas. And I want to help others to find their happy space while still running profitable businesses. So get comfortable and let's dig in. Hello and welcome to the Profits and Pajamas podcast. This is Coach Danny D or Danielle to teach, and I am a luxury brand coach. And my business is Workflow. At Workflow, I help um, small business owners to play big in their business, and I do that by helping them create their luxury brand, connect to their ideal client, and create systems and processes that help them to um to live with ease and that's basically what this podcast is about so this podcast is focused on um working with ease and being able to have your business have your day-to-day life and those things work together without them being overwhelming for you and a big part of that is having systems in place so that you don't have to do all the things and that you're not overwhelmed by that process. So that is what we um what we focus on here at the um profits in pajamas podcast. And that came about from the idea that I love pajamas. It's a uh um secret passion of mine and I love business and I love being able to be strategic so that I can solve problems and work with ease without having to um, have a day-to-day struggle in my business. So doing all those things on the front end that make it easy to do business on the back end. So today's topic is um Three things that I put in place, um, kind of rules that I put in place that help me to maintain my peace. So a big part of living that profits and pajamas lifestyle, living that work from work with ease lifestyle is having that peace. And, you know, before I get into the, the three things, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about that piece. And I didn't always have that piece in my business. I um, I suffer with anxiety. And there were times when, you know, I was very anxiety ridden and, you know, I was constantly kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop or, you know, stressing over a lot of different things in my business. And what I realized was, once I changed a few things and how I operated, it brought more peace. And that peace made it easier for me to better serve my clients because that peace allows me to serve the clients that I love and to serve them well because I am the best me in the situation so that I'm not stressed out I am able to be attentive and focused 
on my client. So let's get into those tips. So I'm going to share the tips and then I'm going to break them down. And a couple of them may sound a little cliche, but I hope that once I break them down, you understand how they play out in real life and they can make a huge difference in how you show up and how you function and how you create peace for yourself. So the first one is saying no when that is what my policy is. The second one is giving the benefit of the doubt. And the third one is giving energy to what I want to see grow. So let me break those each down a little bit for you. So the first one, saying no when it's my policy. Now, I know there's going to be some people that's like, oh, my goodness, you have to be flexible or you have to this or the customers are always right or always say yes. And if that's your philosophy, that is absolutely fine. It's not mine. My philosophy is to say no when my policy dictates. And let me explain to you why and why that's not as rigid as some people may see it to be. I don't create policies arbitrarily. I know some people do. Some people may hear someone else say this or, you know, pull policies from another, you know, company or just what the industry standard is. But I try to be very thoughtful about my policies. And, you know, some of them, you know, I've taken off the plate, you know, when I realized, you know what, there's not a real reason for that. And some of them have gotten added because of things that have happened along the way, lessons learned, and understanding that, you know what, I need clarity in this area to make sure things go smoothly. So knowing that I have taken time to create these policies, then when something is going against that policy, I need to be comfortable to say no. Because whatever's happening in that moment should not overshadow the fact that I put a lot of thought into that policy and I decided that this was the way to go for a reason. So, for example, you know, you have um, clients that might be, let's say, a last minute client, and you may have decided that I am no longer taking clients after X date you know, X days out from their event, or I am only going to, you know, take last minute clients for what's available in stock, or, you know, you may have whatever that is around that example, right? You have a policy. What I have found, and I'm, you know, I'm, I can't speak for everyone, but when I step outside of what I said I was going to do, it ends up being a hot mess. For example, taking an order that you know is like too last minute and then you order stuff and then, um, you know, of course that's going to be the one time that there's a shipping delay and now your stuff is not getting there on time and now you're scrambling. You're trying to see if you can find it locally. What do they have at, you know, party city, whatever it is, you're now going through extra lengths 
because you did something that you already know that you shouldn't have done. And you already know that because nine times out of 10, your policies are set based on past experiences. So you got burned with that before. You got burned with that same situation at least one time before that prompted you to make this policy. And, and when I say policy, it doesn't necessarily have to be a policy that's written on your website. It may be just something that's internal that, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. You said that for a reason. And just because that reason is not at your forefront right now, because you see the dollars, you are changing your mind. And again, maybe your experience is different than mine, but every time I go against what I know I'm not supposed to do, it ends up being a stressful situation. So I've learned to stick to the things that I already, I learned that lesson already. I already learned that lesson. So I don't need to learn that lesson over again. Let me learn a new one or something different. <laughs> So if I already know that I've learned that thing, mm -hmm. then the answer is just no. The next thing, giving the benefit of the doubt. How does this um, protect my peace? So after you've done whatever it is that you do, because it could be in any field, it's not just... Um, a lot of times I give balloon examples because I'm in the balloon industry. I have a lot of followers that are in the balloon industry, but it doesn't have to be that because I've seen it in all different types of business owners. So what happens is we've been doing whatever we've been doing for a certain length of time. And over time, we start to see patterns and we start to um, stereotype clients. And it could be right, it could be wrong. But um, as far as, you know, what our assessment is, but we start to get that little chip on our shoulder about certain things. So when somebody asks that question about price, then we, we're in our feelings. You know, we're like, oh, you know, oh, well, they, they're, they're trying to lowball us. They're trying to this, they're trying to that, they, you know. We, we have a tendency to get caught up in emotion without a real trigger. It triggers us because it's reminding us of a past experience. So when that person asks that question, we're thinking about the other people who have asked that question in the past. And we make certain assumptions based on that information. And I'm saying we because I know that I do it. And sometimes I catch myself as I'm reading an inquiry, I catch myself talking back to the inquiry out loud. So I know that I do it. But what I've learned to do is to take a step back and to really look at what is the question being asked and answer that question. And I'm going to share two quick little scenarios of how I kind of learned to do that. So in one instance, I was in a situation where, you know, I got this email and I knew 
the reason for the email um, wasn't exactly what was being said. So it was a situation I was um, working and I was out, my husband was in the hospital and it was like, when are you coming back? But I knew it was because somebody else had a planned vacation coming up. And I was kind of infuriated by it because it wasn't like, are you okay? Is he okay? It was like, when are you coming back? And I happened to have someone um, who I was working with at the time that came and visited. And I was in the middle of like, you know, furiously typing this response. And they said to me, pause for a second. Even though you know what the motive is, that's not what was said to you. So all you can do is respond to what is in front of you and what has been said, because otherwise you're speculating. And it was difficult in that moment to accept that, but I, I took the advice, I took a step back, I rewrote the email from a different perspective. And based on what I wrote, that person kind of had to adjust where they were coming from. Um, so it's just, you know, knowing that you, you have to kind of peel it back because when we don't give the benefit of the doubt, when we read into what is being asked and do all this stuff, we're putting a lot of extra energy, stress, and frustration on ourselves. Because now we walk around mad. We talking about, oh, these cheap people, they always this and blah, blah, blah. And now we're on a rant instead of looking at the situation differently and saying, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. So the second little um, story was, you know, I was just dealing with somebody that was like really difficult. And everything that they said was kind of dipped in negativity and it was like, and what I learned to do, I said I was putting on my B blinders and you can fill in the blank for that B. And I started to stop listening to what was being said and focusing on what was being asked. So at the end of the day, all of that extra that came with it, what was the actual task that was being asked? And when I did that, I, I started having a more peaceful existence, not because that person got any better, but because I was not internalizing all of that. I was just letting it roll right off and getting that piece of information that I needed. Now, I'm not saying to sign up for difficult customers because that is not on my peaceful list. But what I am saying is learn to lessen that thought process that you have where you go through all of this emotion because sometimes it really isn't what you think. Sometimes you are reading so much into it because you're bringing all of your baggage of your past experiences into the situation that you're reading into it that this person is X, Y, and Z. And, you know, this person may be just asking an honest question. Like, 
they may be, they may just need to know, you know, how much would it be if I did this? Not that they're trying to lowball you, not that they're trying to, you know, do anything else, but get an honest answer. So start thinking in a different way. So start, um, start removing the emotion and all of that and just respond to the question because the time you spent thinking about it and getting worked up and raising your blood pressure you could have answered the question and moved on to something totally different and gotten back to your day so the last one giving energy to what you want to see grow this one is huge it kind of ties into the last one as far as giving a benefit of the doubt. But so what I see very, very often on social media and it drives me absolutely nuts and I can't like I, I'm like, I can't control what other grown people do. So I just take a deep breath and I move on because I'm giving energy to what I want to see grow. But it's when people go on and they are ranting about these people who are not their client. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with a, a, a occasional rant. Now, do I believe that they should be in public and not uh, in, in private and not in public? Yes, for several reasons. But there's nothing wrong with, you know, I mean, I have running chats with several different girlfriends and, you know, any given day, somebody has something to rant about because that's life. There's going to be things that are going to upset you. They're going to be things that are going to frustrate you. And there's going to be times where you just like need to let the steam off. And I feel like that's very healthy because that is also a way to maintain your peace because sometimes you just got to get it out. But my problem comes in, one, when you put things that should be private in public, <laughs> and two, when you spend undue energy there. Because that client that upsets you, that thing that went wrong, you called your girlfriend and you, 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 you let it all out. And you had a woosa moment. That is human nature. That makes total sense to me. But when you go on social media, excuse me, and you go on public platforms and you ring up your client or your potential client, you're giving so much energy to that. And then the next thing that follows the rant is typically uh, um, a follow-up with all of the, the new things that's about to happen because of whatever happened with this client. And it's like you, you're listening to these new policies and procedures and you could just insert neck roll because it's just all the attitude that's, that's tied into that. And here's the thing, every bit of your energy as a business owner, every piece of messaging that you're putting out as a business owner should be to your target client. 
Not the people you don't want to deal with. The people you do want to deal with. And the negative side effect is the people that you want to deal with are seeing you have this adult temp- temper tantrum and they are deciding they don't want to deal with you. There have been so many people that I'm just like, I'm just sitting there watching it. And I mean, I'm watching, I got the popcorn, but I'm just like, hmm, well, I'm. you have turned me off and you've turned many other people off because, because of two things. One, I'm thinking, well, so if we have a disagreement, are you going to have this public temper tantrum and drag me? I'm not interested. I'm not interested in drama. Two, I'm wondering, you know, am I your target client? Because if I'm your target client, you should be talking to me. But I'm like, I don't feel like you're talking to me because I don't like people yelling at me. So I don't think you're talking to me. I think you're talking to somebody else. And then when you start posting all these policies and procedures that are knee-jerk reactions to something that happened with a client, it starts looking like when you go into the, you know, the hair store and it's like, or you go into like some of the um, community, um, like, you know, lunch places or whatever. And it's got like 50 signs, no, no debit cards, no this, no that, you know, it just starts looking tacky. It's like, there's so many rules here. Like what is happening and why are all of these things necessary to be said out loud? Like, Don't be that person. Stop giving energy to things you don't want to grow. You don't want those clients. Stop talking to them. Talk to the clients that you want. Focus on the clients that you want. And that will fall off because people will realize you're not talking to them. And that's okay because there's somebody out there that is talking to them. And it's not saying that one client is better than the other. One client is your client and one client is somebody else's client. So focus on who your clients are. Focus on what you want to see grow in your business. And that goes that, that goes beyond clients. That's just a, a thing that just I just needed to get out. But um Just focus on the things that you want to see grow. So if you are saying, I want to get more um, luxury clients, then focus on luxury clients. Speak to luxury clients. Understand what that looks like. Get a greater understanding of what that looks like and make sure that you're putting all your energy into creating a space that's going to make that grow. You're cultivating. So those are the three things that I do to really make sure that I am maintaining the peace within my business, the peace within my life, honestly, because you have to create those types of boundaries if you want um, to have peace, because once you have peace, you're not willing to give it up. 
but it's something that you constantly have to maintain because everybody's coming for your peace if you let them. So those are um, those three tips. If you are looking to figure out how to take that energy um, and focus it on getting towards your um, luxury client, getting towards your dream client. I use the word luxury a lot because um, that is, you know, that's my ideal client and a lot of other people's, but ultimately it's who is your dream client? What does that look like? How do you get in front of them? And how do you give them your energy in such a way that they know that you're the right choice for them? If that's something that you're struggling with, that you're trying to figure out, you can go to coachdannyd.com and you can sign up for um, my luxury brand six-week intensive. That is um, a space where you can really get to understand what that looks like. And then also build those systems around it so that you can give them a luxury experience while also reclaiming your time. So if that's something you're interested in, go to coachjannyd.com and you can sign up for that. Um, I also have a goal setting workshop that's going to be happening at the end of the month. So that is going to be geared towards setting your second quarter goals. We're going to be doing these quarterly, setting your second quarter goals. And it's not just um, your typical goal setting. It's going to be goal setting. The, the title is goal setting for success. And it's focused on setting meaningful goals, but also goals that are in alignment with what you want your life to look like, what you want your business to look like. So that you're not just setting, a lot of times we set goals, but where are those goals getting us? So it's focused on that as well as focusing on a system to maintain those goals and to make sure you're making constant progress on those goals. So you can also sign up for that at um, coachjennyd.com. And um, if you're just looking for a coach, if you're looking for a luxury brand coach, um, if you need a strategic plan, whatever it is that you need to help your business to get to that next level and get the strategy and structure that it needs, then also coachdannyd.com and you can book a discovery call and we can figure out what it is that you need to do in your business. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, um, you know, I hope you're enjoying the PJs. I want you guys that are listening to the podcast to know I really legitimately wear PJs in every episode. Um, and if you're listening via podcast, um, there the on the podcast page, there are, you know, photos with the PJs as well. So you can see the PJs there. Um, but it was great um, talking to you guys today. And I will see you next week. Um, we're going to have an interesting um, guest coming on next week. So I hope to see you then. Thank you for listening to the Profits in Pajamas podcast. I hope you got some great tips to start working with ease. Want to stay connected? Follow me at Your Workflow on Instagram. 
For more information about building your luxury brand, register for my upcoming luxury brand workshop at coachdannyd.com.